now, more tips with your host, Rebecca Rogers. Remember that in our program, we present our opinion and the opinion of our guest, and is not to be interpreted as medical advice. Thank you so much for joining us here at Lifestyle Improvement today for part three of our interview with Joanne Lara. Miss Lara is an expert in the field of movement therapy. She is a professional dancer turned educator that has used her passion for movement and music to enrich the population with autism and founded the Autism Movement Therapy Organization. She is an adjunct professor at National University. She was the technical advisor for Kiefer Sutherland's Fox TV show, Touch, and produced the documentary for PBS called Generation A, Portraits of Autism and the Arts for Individuals with Autism. Miss Lara is a columnist for Autism Asperger's Digest and is the author of the book, Autism Movement Therapy Method, Waking Up the Brain, a practical guide for the use of movement and music to stimulate brain function that we have featured on our program before. She has come back to tell us about her newest book, Teaching Pre-Employment Skills to 14 to 17 year olds, The Autism Works Now Method. And now here is our host, Rebecca Rogers, and our guest, Joanne Lara. 1917 is when this country put in place vocational centers. Why? Because people started going to college at the turn of the century. In 1917, people were beginning to think about academic routes, not vocational routes. And the country said, ha ha, the guys running the country in EdGov said, uh-oh, we're not going to have enough skilled labor force. We're not going to have blue collar workers. We're going to lose them to the school system, which is good to academia. But we need to keep vocational training. We need to start vocational centers so we can teach the blue collar workers to do a, 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 a trade. It was called a trade, a skill trade. And, and it'll be a win win. Because they'll have a skills trade. They're not going to go an academic route, exactly what I'm talking about now with the gang kids. And and they're going to be able to buy their homes and have families and get married and be successful. Well, that stayed in place until Bush. Because no child left behind. What happened was those vocational educators didn't have credentials. They were artisans. They were wonderful woodworkers. They were great metal workers. They were people that knew about horticulture and plants and how to keep them alive and grow them. They didn't have that credential. So what happened was the vocational centers were full of people with no credentials. And so they went by the wayside because as they tenured out, they didn't replace them. Your heart, it's hard to find a person that's skill set in bakery that has a teaching credential. So all of a sudden they got pushed by the wayside and we don't see them anymore. And that's a general problem, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's already, it's already a problem. We already don't have plumbers, electricians, people that build homes, all these, this skill set trade that we could be teaching in middle and high school. We don't have those workers. They're like, uh, where are the workers? Hello, we've got these jobs and nobody stepping up to the plate. What I find interesting is that, yes, we need the vocational programs. That needs support financially and from parents. Based on what I'm hearing, that the jobs, the companies out there, the bottom dollar is pretty much what's important. And they're not as much valuing supporting kids that have special needs. Look, 
uh, medical coding. There's a huge need for these guys. They make great money. You got to be taught that skill set. And now people don't want to pay you to train on the job because they're paying minimum wage. So they're paying minimum wage. They're going to take this guy over here that's already done it, knows how to do it. And I don't have to waste a lot, waste a lot of time and hours on training him. That's a trade skill set we could be teaching in a vocational school in a middle and a high school. All these kids were losing to gangs, all these kids with disabilities. They're very capable of coding. And many of our kids with autism, as you know, are, are number savant. They love to do that. Sit all day and work with numbers and code them in. Perfect job for our kids. Microsoft wants our kids because they're looking for the next Temple Grandin who's going to change the way computers and laptops work. They're looking for the geniuses. And that's good. We've got a lot of them. Great. They're going to get employed. But what I call those are one-off jobs. And that's not what we're talking about. And then, you know, then there's a lot of um, Ralphs out here in California and hires um, kids to, um, you know, bag. Uh, so does uh, uh, Trader Joe's. People will say, oh, well, Trader Joe's hires. And I'm like, that's not it. Ten kids working at Trader Joe's. I'm not talking about that. Hello. I'm talking about 50,000 individuals a year graduating with autism. And we're talking about 10 kids that got a job in California at Trader Joe's. That's not it. You're missing my point. My point is the entire country has to get on board this. There has to be an incentive and it has to come through taxes. It has to come through middle. The little guy and the middle guy need to get an incentive to hire people with disabilities. Now, why do you think people with disabilities work at Home Depot and Walmart? Why do you think? And Osh, because the company hires 20% of people with disabilities, they get a big tax write-off. That's it. That's it. Bottom line, they didn't go, what can we do? It's just like I say, there's not a group of people in your school district sitting around a table going, what can we do to help these kids with special needs? Not happening. That's not our society today. That's not 2017. What they're, What we have to do is give incentives. We have to throw bones to these companies, these businesses, and say, this is what's going to happen when you hire people with disabilities. That's the only way to jumpstart it. The only way. So coming back to this parent that has a 17-year-old that is about to graduate, and they probably have done their best at home to support them, probably in a school district that didn't provide a lot of opportunities for vocational so he or she is now ready to have this child, which is capable in many ways, graduate. What would be three pieces of advice, Joanne, that you would give this parent to help them at least get started in the process of figuring out where on their own to you know, find a place for their kid. One, I would say, encourage the students to learn how to research the job you want. Because what I find over and over and over again is that these kids go, I want to be a computer, a gamer. That's a big one now, you know, because our kids were good with computers, the boys, right? I want to be a gamer, but they, and I'm like, okay, that's great. But game, you, you don't just go, they don't go, hey, you, we're taking you. We're going to let you build the games, just you. You don't have to work in the environment. You don't have to come to work. You don't have to get there on time. You don't have to do any. Hello, that's not reality. And the parent will go, oh, he wants to be a gamer. 
And I'm like, well, guess what? I'm going to throw you a real rude awakening. Unless he knows how to get to his job, get there on time, have some kind of co-worker skills, uh, he's not going to keep the job even if he gets the job. So number one, I say research the job that you want. Help them to to say what's the reality of the job on entrance, entrance, entrance employment where I'm going to come in. Because they get these lofty ideas that they want to work here and then they go in and the, and, and the job is an internship. And it's not that at all. It's an internship at a gaming uh, establishment. And it's like, you know, it's entry level work. You've got to start at entry level work. There's not going to be any entitlement for kids with autism, even if they're brilliant gamers. So have a realistic idea about where they're going to come in and, and make sure you teach that to your kid. Look, I started selling shoes at a mall when I was going to college and get, earning my BA. I just graduated from high school. And then I moved into the kiosk where they sold flowers. And I thought I like made it, man. I was like, oh, man, I don't have to sell shoes anymore. Now I'm selling plants. It's a big step up. And sold plants in a kiosk, you know, every night after I went to school all day long for four, five days a week. You know, I mean, and it went on and on and on. I always had a job. But I, you know, I wasn't a teacher right off the bat. I mean, I wasn't sick. None of us were. And so a lot of times these parents are sending the wrong signal to these guys and these kids that they're going to come in on a level that they're not going to come in on. They're not going to get hired there. No way. So researching a job that you want and understanding where, number two, you're realistically going to enter the workforce. And then number three, what are all the things I have to do to keep the job? And what does that mean? So realistically, what does it mean to be employed? So the whole big picture is everything that we all do during our lifetimes. So it's basically giving your child a realistic idea of what it's like to be employed in this country and where do they fit in and then set about getting a job. This is your host, Rebecca, and now we will take a short break and we will be right back with more ideas on lifestyle improvement. What if there was a way to help your struggling child perform better academically? Would you pick up the phone and call? Lifestyle Improvement Occupational Therapy Services in Puyallup, Washington, supports wellness and optimal educational performance. Instead of just reteaching information, we endeavor to identify the possible root causes for your child's learning difficulties. We offer targeted testing to assist in the creation of an individualized plan and provide you with the brain training tools that can help improve academic performance. Visit our website at www.lifestyleimprovement.com or give us a call today at 877-957-7387, extension 101. That again is 877-957-7387, extension 101, for an initial free phone consultation. Lifestyle Improvement Occupational Therapy. We're ready to partner with parents and to help your child succeed. As a caregiver, you spend your days caring for the needs of someone else. But what are you doing to help yourself? 
In our Caregiver Survival 101 workshop, we teach you the self-help skills that will empower you to be healthier and more productive. Do you feel tired, overwhelmed, have difficulty sleeping? Do you feel isolated? All this could be signs of caregiver stress. Chronic stress can impact your health adversely and ultimately cause irreversible and unwanted physical problems. Take a step towards your own personal care. A healthy caregiver is a better caregiver. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones to do what is needed to stay healthy today. Go to www.caregiversurvival101.com. That again is www.caregiversurvival101.com. And discover how we can help you help yourself. Or call 877-957-7387, extension 101. That again is 877-957-7387, extension 101. Caregiver Survival 101. Because care starts with you. What are some of the things you did talk about specifically about forms that you had in your book? Tell us a little bit more specifically about the book. You read the outline. Give us give us a little more idea of what they can get when they purchase the book. They can get the book on Amazon Prime. They can get it on Jessica Kingsley Publishers. You can order it on my website. You can get it everywhere. It teaches Google Docs, which we feel are very, very important. Everybody uses Google Doc now. Everybody has a Gmail. Hey, you can't have an you can't have a job if you don't have an email. And many of our kids with moderate to severe uh, disabilities are graduating at 22 or 18, and they don't have an email. You're not even in the running without an email. So get it. It's like not having a phone. Really, literally, that that's a biggie. And then working on Google Docs, people pass around information. Google Docs now, everybody uses it. So you need to you you need to know Google Docs. Also, how are you going to get to the job if you don't drive? Then you're going to have to take public transportation. So that means you're going to get an access pass or whatever it is in your city that allows you to get from point A to point B. Well. How are you going to get there? You can't take your mom to work with you. So you need Google Maps, which means you're going to put in point A and put in point B. And then there's great things in programs and apps that will show you what bus to take and number seven. Blah, blah, blah. You have to figure all this out. How are you going to get there? You need to work at a place that's going to be accessible to you, not a place that somebody has to drive an hour and a half to take you and pick you up because that's not going to last. Everyone's going to go, oh, it's way too far and you're not going to want to go that far and everyone's going to go, forget that job. That happens a lot. Um, how to get along with your coworkers. Again, the most important piece of a job is social skills. It's really social skills. How to come in in the morning and go, hey, how are you? You know, even if it's just a hi, you know, because we, you know, we have, we have some issues with that with kids with autism. Coming in with no hello. You know, so teach your child right away. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good night. Going to bed. See you in the morning. All these kind of skill sets that we take for granted are really the skill sets. And they seem so minimal that we need to teach and expect our kids. That's what's going to keep them the job. Get the job and keep the job. Absolutely. So many things that you have said are so significant in actually not just helping anyone get a job, but the value of relationships is what I hear 
the value of giving the kids that have autism or autistic kids an awareness of the relationship with themselves, an awareness of the relationship with the environment, and an awareness of the relationship with others in order to be successful in a job setting. That is it. In a nutshell, you are absolutely right. Because it really comes down to, are you a person that we like to come to work and work with every day? Doesn't it? It really does, you know? And so if you, you have to ask yourself that question. And many times our kids don't really know what that model is because it's not modeled for them. It's all about modeling. It's just like the dance, just like the movement and the music. Got to get in front of them, show them, this is what I want. This is what I want. Do this, do this. We learn by imitation. That's all of us. All of us learn by imitation. We get a job, we go in and we go, oh, okay, I see what she's doing. Well, she came in, she put her, her purse in her door, uh, desk drawer and locked it. I'll do that. We learn. That's how we learn. We all learn that way. We learn. Babies learn. What is this? It's a cup. Oh, cup. What is this? Cup. Oh, he said cup. That's how we learn. You know, we're just like little, little tiny babies all the time going, well, she did that. We never get over. She did that. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do here. We never get over that. That is a lifelong learning skill. You watch and see what do other people do in that environment and you do it. That's it. We have to teach that to our kids because they don't have, that's called taking natural cues, as we know. They don't take the natural cue. We have to teach it. So we have to teach them to say, hey, you're going to watch when you come in. Because they'll say, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't know where to put my uh, backpack when I come in. Well, where does everyone else put their backpack? Well, I don't know. Oh, well, maybe we need to watch if we need to know where to put the backpack, then we have to watch somebody put their backpack. But we have to teach it. It's called direct instruction. We have to teach it all along the way. So these are skill sets that we have to teach. But once we teach it, then the, then typically our kids are good with it. Then they'll be like, oh, yeah, guess what? I did what you said. I looked to see where they put their backpacks and I put mine there. Beautiful. I love that. Great. The harder parts are those norms, like you said, those things that are not as clear. Those are hard to teach, correct? They're not, you know, they're not written skill sets. There's not something on the wall that goes, do you need to know where your backpack goes? Look and see where your colleague put his. Those are givens. You see, those are givens for the neurotypical world. So, you know, as much as you, as, as, as we like to, we like to say a lot of the, there's a whole movement now of, of, um, nothing with, uh, about us without us, you know, and I, and I agree with that. Um, meaning autistics want to have their place in anything that's talking about them. They want to have a, they want to have a job in there. And I agree with that. But you also have to, to say, do I have the skill set to bring to that job that they're looking for? If it's about me, can't just say hire me. You have to say hire me because I guess what? It goes back to that question we talked about full circle. Why should I hire you? Last question on an interview for HR. Why should I hire you? You should hire me because this is a, a, a TV show about people with autism. I have autism. It's a show about people with autism who are learning how to fall in love and have relationships. I've done that in my life. I can bring something to the table there. That's what you have to be able to say. 
can't just say, hire me, I'm autistic. And that's what we are, where we are now. Hire me, I'm autistic. You have to say why. And that's what we all have to do when we go for a job. We all have to say, why should I be the best person for the job for you to hire? Look, there aren't any free lunches in life. There's no free rides. And so we can't expect that people with autism are going to get on that free ride or that free lunch train because they're not. And if they think that they are, they're going to continue, I believe, being very disappointed because people don't have to hire you. You can try to bully them into hiring you and you can say it's not socially correct or politically correct or whatever, but they don't have to hire you. That's powerful information and so true. So true, because what it does is it suddenly puts a responsibility back where it belongs, which is starts with you as a parent and, you know, and helping your child be equipped to be able to go out there. And that's with any child. It doesn't make any difference whether they're neurotypical or not. You as a parent have the first responsibility. So this book is wonderful to try to help, not just you know, and, and I think this is another big important point that you've been making all along, that you have been given parents, you have been giving them that awareness that it does start with you. Because I think sometimes parents that have, you know, they have the, the responsibility with, with their kids, which is huge, uh, have a tendency to think that the schools are going to be the ones to take care of a lot of these issues. And unfortunately, that's not always the case because they're under understaffed, overwhelmed, and <laughs> don't have the finances. And you know what? A good point that you're making up. They also don't have the skill set. They're educators. And I see that over and over and over again when I teach online classes for people that are in the classroom. In, they're already getting their credentials and their master's. And I'm teaching a transition program. And what I see is they don't really know much about getting jobs outside of a teaching job. And so they can't, they can't be the model. So they have to rely on things like books like this that teach how to, look, all those kids are not going to be teachers. Most of our kids are not going to be teachers. Wonderful, Joanne. Thank you so much. Before you leave, please give us again the name of the book and your website and that little gem. And can I just say to you one more time, I feel so fortunate that you keep coming to our program and that you consider yourself a part of our family here at Lifestyle Improvement. And I hope one day that we can meet each other and <laughs> and maybe, you know, do more together. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Look, it's always my pleasure. I'm happy to it's a community and I, I've been doing it a long time and I, and I think I have some valuable information so that some people want to hear. So it's good. Um, good. My website is, um, there's two autism movement therapy.com or.org and then autismworksnow.org. And that is the new program. That is the new website about pre-employment skills to jobs. The book is teaching, teaching pre-employment skills uh, 14 to 17 year olds. So start early. There's your middle school kids right there. Uh, the autism works now method. And I wrote it with Susan Osborne and she's a one, she's my partner uh, in the program. And she, she's the director of autism works now. And she's great. Absolutely. She has a son on the spectrum, 24 years old, who went to Culver city high, graduated with, and you're in Los Angeles, uh, graduated with a diploma 
and he doesn't have a job. So what she speaks, so do I. We both came together. She brought it from a, a, a parent point of view to the book, and I brought from academia to the book, and I think we really have something. I really do. Fantastic. It sounds wonderful. I can't wait to read it and to encourage others to get it. And thank you for your time today, Joanne, so much. And I guess the gem. Make sure that you're giving your child a realistic idea of where he belongs in the community in the beginning and where he can dream about being at the end. Oh, I love that. That's that's awesome. I, I'm going to keep that and give it away. Thank you, Joanne. Remember that in our program, we present our opinion and the opinion of our guest and is not to be interpreted as medical advice. What if there was a way to help your struggling child perform better academically? Would you pick up the phone and call? Lysol Improvement Occupational Therapy Services in Puyallup, Washington, supports wellness and optimal educational performance. Instead of just reteaching information, we endeavor to identify the possible root causes for your child's learning difficulties. We offer targeted testing to assist in the creation of an individualized plan and provide you with the brain training tools that can help improve academic performance. Visit our website at www.lifestyle.com improvement.com or give us a call today at 877-957-7387 extension 101 that again is 877-957-7387 extension 101 for an initial free phone consultation lifestyle improvement occupational therapy we're ready to partner with parents and to help your child succeed Thank you so much for joining us here at Lifestyle Improvement today for part three of our interview with Joanne Lara. Miss Lara is an expert in the field of movement therapy. She is a professional dancer turned educator that has used her passion for movement and music to enrich the population with autism and founded the Autism Movement Therapy Organization. She is an adjunct professor at National University. She was the technical advisor for Kiefer Sutherland's Fox TV show, Touch, and produced the documentary for PBS called Generation A, Portraits of Autism and the Arts for Individuals with Autism. Miss Lara is a columnist for Autism Asperger's Digest and is the author of the book, Autism Movement Therapy Method, Waking Up the Brain, a practical guide for the use of movement and music to stimulate brain function that we have featured on our program before. She has come back to tell us about her newest book, Teaching Pre-Employment Skills to 14 to 17 year olds, The Autism Works Now Method. And don't forget to join your host, Rebecca Rogers, again next Sunday morning at 7.30 for more tips on lifestyle improvement.